Hi, Kirby. Hi, Sarah. Welcome, Welcome to, to Los Angeles. Welcome, Glamgelinos. We hope you stay a while. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Sarah, what was George Santos buying at Sephora with campaign funds? What was he buying? I wish we had an itemized receipt or a login. Do we think he's a VIB? <laughs> is he rouge is he rouge what level okay well we know george santos has dabbled in lip filler that man is just straight up lying if he says he hasn't like george santos before and after is truly one of the most insane things i've ever seen even like the actors are honestly scary to me because he has dead eyes he's gotten way too much botox we need him to run away from the needle and for anybody that is like who are you talking about i truly do not blame you because i try to just avoid anything about the government at this point we don't talk too much politics on the pod but this was just too too good to pass up too juicy so george santos is a House Representative, this is from The Cut. This opening line made me laugh out loud. Apparently, it's quote-unquote illegal to use campaign funds to look your best. <laughs> That's what Representative George Santos learned today when the House Ethics Committee released its report detailing all the ways the congressman has violated federal criminal laws. To go to Sephora? Would you violate laws to go to Sephora? I mean, maybe... Okay, what brand or what product are you violating laws for to go to Sephora? Oh, my God. You're representative of our country, and they're like, you need to be honest about what you're using your campaign funds with. What brand are you willing to potentially <laughs> be prosecuted over? That's like a really hard question, but I'm just going to say like straight up because I was traveling and I forgot it. And I was like, oh, no. And I, we've been talking about this product. I'm not just saying this to plug this, but that Summer Fridays Cushion Cloud Cream is like crack. It's crack for my skin. And when I'm without it, I'm sad. So so you bought one? No, I didn't. I didn't buy one. I like obviously when I was in Paris, there were like other products, but like it's like I can feel it immediately in my skin. Wow. There is nothing more that I hate than feeling dry in my face. So I would do lots of things to rehydrate myself. What about you? Fresh. Soy face cleanser, Avi, always. Also that, when you forget a cleanser, you're like, fuck, what am I going to do? I'm like, listen, take me away, feds, because <laughs> I, I need, <laughs> I'm using these campaign funds for soy, fresh soy face cleanser. Can you read this? This is so insane. This is literally insane. Okay, according to bank records, at least $200,000 was transferred from Redstone's bank accounts to Representative Santos's personal bank accounts. Upon receiving a $50,000 deposit to his checking account, Santos hit the town. The funds were used to, <laughs> among other things, pay down personal credit card bills and other debt, 
make a four thousand one hundred twenty-seven. Wait, yeah, <laughs> a four thousand dollar purchase at Hermes. Smaller purchases at OnlyFans. <gasps> I know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. What I love about this article and who's the writer? Olivia Craighead. Well done. Well done in your reporting. Love this. She breaks down exactly where he got Botox. So it's like no, some other purchases of Note by Santos include $1,400 on Botox from Virtual Skin Spa in Jericho, New York. And then in parentheses, 4.7 stars on Google. <laughs> $1,500 on Botox at Mirza Aesthetics in Manhattan. 2.6 stars on Google. Mm. And then uh, an $1,000 charge from the esthetician in Rhinebeck. And then he went to spend more money at Ferragamo. My God, this man. Olivia asks the questions, what can you get at Hermes for around (laughs) $4,000? That was my number one question. There is like not a singular (laughs) thing in there that you can buy, I think, outside of like a scarf or like a coaster. He Maybe he's buying the new beauty. A boatload of lipsticks. Boatload of lipstick, the really beautiful new eyelash curler they have. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or... This is definitely not going to be discounted for Black Friday or Cyber Monday, but the Hermes nail files. Oh, yeah. He's definitely bought $4,000 worth of those. (laughs) I would buy $4,000 if I, okay, first of all, if I could, not with money given to me by constituents, hoping that I'm going to make the country a better place. That's the key here. That is the key here, George. So... Literally, they say that $4,000 is about half the price of one of the good bags, but it can definitely get you a messenger bag that screams, I'm a classy politician. I mean, wow, this is crazy. But this is America. That's what I said on Instagram. When that came out, I was just like, here we are. Our politicians are using this money to do Mm -hmm. just really the most insane things I've ever heard. To beautify themselves. And like OnlyFans, I mean... What is a small purchase on OnlyFans? Is it like $30 to see seat, feet pick or something? I like, don't what know. is that? I'm not I sure. I don't want to know either. I'm very, I wonder how everybody on Capitol Hill is behaving today, knowing this information. Like, is he just getting shit right and left from people? Like, hey, hey Sephora Rouge, like <laughs> in the hallway. <laughs> I would love to know what's on George's nightstand. Vanity. In his little bag. Yeah, what's what's on your face, George? I really hope that those different places where he got aesthetic treatments done mm-hmm. don't get negative reviews just because he goes there. Y'all don't do that. Just they have a, a business. They're trying to survive. So don't like go leave negative stars or something. They're not refusing customers. They have to serve, you know. Yeah, like be for real. Don't do it. Sarah, you're back from good old Paris. How was your trip? It was lovely. It was a 48-hour trip with the Chanel. They have a new product that came out from their Sublimage line. It's their new Lestra de Nuit. It's like an evening serum. Take a guess how much it is. Oh, God, I don't. Just take a guess. $347. Higher. <gasps> what? No. Higher. Oh, my God. $500? Higher. No, Sarah. Higher. $1,000? It's $920. It's their most expensive skincare product. Yeah. This serum better literally transform my skin. 
make me look like a child immediately <laughs> within 30 seconds. I better have baby face Kirby from 1998. That's what this better do. Yeah. No, it's it's their most expensive skincare product they've ever launched. What's the most expensive La Prairie product? Is it like also around that? Yes. Or like even more. La Prairie is just like on another planet when it comes to pricing. That is a tax bracket I just will never understand. Or like like even if I did have the money to buy La Prairie, I just don't think that, I mean, actually I would because the products are truly just immaculate. It's very beautiful. But it's like you definitely like I'm not telling anybody here that they should save their coins to like buy something like that because it's just that is just for a different demo of a person. Exactly. Yes. So this new product is also for that tax bracket. We were generously gifted one. And I was like, oh, my God, what do I do with this? And it came in like um, they have a limited edition version where it comes in like a tweed lined case. Oh, that's OK. That's cute. That but that version is even more expensive. It's like over a thousand dollars. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. They should do that for their beauty products in general for the holidays. Put them in a little tweed lined thing. That would have been really cute. Do it next year, Chanel. Yeah, because that's like what people want to buy. You can like use the case for something else. Right. So I'm going to test it out. I'll let you know if I look like Zoe in 30 days. <laughs> we get on this podcast and it's just like Zoe sitting there. I'm like, ma'am, that's when you know it works. It's a really unique texture. It's like an oil serum. It absorbs really quickly into the skin and it smells really beautiful because the key ingredient is vanilla planifolia. And it's like harvested in Madagascar. And they like own that. Like that's like the through line in Sublimage. You know, we went to the labs. I got to visit the, the labs, which are like right outside of Paris, like 20 minutes out. And we got to see like, you know, the process behind how they ferment this vanilla. So I'll report back. It's a very beautiful product. The best part I have to say about this trip, though, was that we got to see like the archives of Chanel Beauty. I wish you were there with me. You would have died. It was just so cool. We got to see like one of the first bottles of Chanel Number no. 5, which was from like 1924. It was unopened. There was like the first lipstick that she made, which was a red lipstick. I loved that it was retractable because she was all about like encouraging the modern woman to like leave the house go outside, like sit in the sun. She was the one of the first people who like really wanted to shift the conversation of like having tan skin meant like it was like not just for the working class, but it was like you were a woman of leisure, you know? Mm -hmm. So she made like Chanel tanning liquid drops, but she also made like Chanel anti-sun gel. She was just like very ahead of her time. The packaging was very chic and modern, it was just so, so cool. They have like teams that are dedicated to just finding old Chanel beauty products, like shopping vintage sh stores and like going around the world to find them. Oh, wow. I know. Isn't that cool? That's crazy. I mean, it makes sense, but it's hard to wrap your head around the fact that there could just be like rogue Chanel products from like when the brand started out there somewhere. Yeah. Like from like the 1930s in like a random antique shop in the middle of, of the country. But like it could be. Yeah, totally. But yeah, it was really, really cool. So happy, happy I got to go to that. But if I sound a little weird, it's because I have bronchitis. <laughs> we have been sick. Everybody has been sick. 
I have what Kirby had, and then Kirby has like allergies in her eyes right now. So Kirby, tell me about the L'Oreal Women of Worth dinner that you went to. Oh my gosh. So this is probably the most inspiring event of the year. I got invited, you know, this beautiful banquet at Neuhaus on Sunset here in Los Angeles. And we got to see these videos of these recipients and learn more about their causes. L'Oreal gave each of these honorees $25,000 to support their cause. And then they got mentorship from the L'Oreal Paris national platform. So many of the L'Oreal Paris faces were there. So we had Andy McDowell. We had Dame Helen Mirren, Camilla Cabello, Asia Naomi King, Eva Longoria. Obviously, L'Oreal is a huge conglomerate. They have a lot of money at their fingertips to do really whatever they want with. But every year they do make this like a priority. And I do think they're one of those brands that does walk the walk when it comes to like diversity and inclusion. Um, if you look at the honorees on their website, L'OrealParisUSA.com slash women dash of dash worth, they have the honorees. There were a few that really touched me. Like I cried a few times. So Cass Forkin, she made this foundation called Twilight Wish. And she is the founder and chairwoman of this particular organization. And she wants to make the world a nicer place for people to age one wish at a time. So the organization honors and enriches the lives of seniors 65 years or older by granting wishes and connecting generations. I'm already sobbing. No, I was bawling my eyes out, but she was so passionate about what she was doing in her video, which you can watch on the website. You can also support all of these organizations on this website, which I, Los Angeles is going to do. I was going to text you about this last night, but I'm like, we need to donate to all of these organizations because they're so incredible. But Cass was so sweet. I went up to her afterwards and she just... I think like now as you and I are getting older and maturing and we're seeing our parents especially get older, we are like in this really unique position where when we were younger, like you didn't think about getting older because it was so far away. And like mortality was just like, I have so much life to live. And like, we definitely still have life to live. But then we have our parents who are like nearing like the end of their lives and like you want them to feel seen. You want them to feel included and heard because chances are, I mean, not chances are, but Evelyn and Janet don't feel like women in their 60s or whatever. You know what I mean? They still feel like women in their 30s like us. And we should give them something to look forward to. Totally. So this video of a cast and her organization were incredible. There was also an amazing woman named Estefania Rebellon, and her organization is called Yes We Can World Foundation. Everyone was sobbing when she her video came on. So the Yes We Can World Foundation is a female-led nonprofit. It believes that every child has the right to quality education, mental health support, and safe spaces regardless of their location, legal status, or economic background. She was a refugee from Colombia and her life was changed forever at 10 when she and her family were forced to flee their home country due to death threats by a Colombian rebel group. And they fled to Miami and they were granted political asylum. And later they became permanent U.S. residents. And because of this, they have this amazing program where they transform school buses into mobile schools so that all of these kids that are already going through so much and have no stability are still able to be educated and be able to find a better life for themselves. So 
there's so many diverse types of honorees from Women of Worth, which is what I love. Like Cass is an older woman. Estefania is probably our age or maybe a little bit younger. Tanya Sandis, she's a part of the LGBTQIA community and she's helping children and teens in that community know that they are needed here and that they are loved and well-respected. So it's such an uplifting night and you see what everybody's doing at all different walks of life. And you're like, this is what life is all about. Like, this is what we should be doing. And it's awesome, in my opinion, that they're getting grants in order to like keep these. These are passion projects that have been turned into nonprofits and they're keeping their dreams alive with these grants. So we're going to link to the website so y'all can also go donate. But truly just chef's kiss of a night. We had we had the best time. All right. And another piece of news, Liz Flora to the rescue once again. So by the way, Liz Flora is no longer at Glossy. She's at Business of Fashion. Big moves for Liz, friend of the pod. So she wrote the story and I'm like, yeah, this is exactly what I wanted to know. How mini beauty became big business. Once seen as a last minute impulse purchase, bite-sized products are becoming a main attraction for prestige brands and retailers looking to widen their customer base. Sarah, why don't you do the honors and let us know what the story says? Liz is saying that... Premium beauty brands and retailers are increasing their assortment of mini beauty products thanks to lines like Fenty Snacks, which is available at Target. That's a new launch. It's like Fenty at a lower price point. She said, thanks to shrinkflation and online research, consumers are more price conscious than ever when it comes to individual product prices. And mini beauty can help brands reach a more value conscious customer but sustainability is a concern. I also think that this is, the minis are for for the children as well, right? Yes, okay, yes, 100%. I thought that this story initially was gonna be about the children and reaching that demographic. As you know, Sarah, I care about the children. (laughs) (laughs) The children need the minis. The children want the minis. The children need the minis. They need the minis. And it kind of touches on that, I, I believe. Like, you know, people are shopping with price in mind. Like some of this stuff is so expensive. Obviously, it's smart to be able to get a mini, try the product before you actually invest in the full size. And I think you and I have mentioned this, like maybe ad nauseum at this point, but there is something so gratifying about getting through an entire beauty product. When I have a mini, yeah, the baby NARS concealers that you get at the Sephora checkout. I love packing my travel bag with all the minis. Me too. It just makes it so easy. Or even not even traveling, just like throwing it in your purse. Yes. Mini pillow talk liner and lipstick. Mm-hmm. Love. And when I was in Texas, this Target had the Ulta where these little Fenty snacks were. And the matchsticks are so freaking cute. Why would you not want to buy them? You're like, well, I like the big matchstick. You get the small one. Or like, let me try this in a new color. Right. Low commitment. Low commitment. Not a huge investment. I absolutely love it. And that's something that Liz also touches on. Low commitment beauty. Minis also offer a way for shoppers to test and try new products without investing time and dollars into a fleeting beauty moment. I could see this being something like if I were a brand and I was being told that I needed to cater to a specific trend that we were seeing, maybe I'm like, let's just do a mini of it then and call it a day. Yeah. And see see how it does. Yeah, exactly. 
But then the, the sustainability of it all. Yes. The tiny plastic packaging is not good for the planet. Of course. Unfortunately. So that's definitely something that's like obviously of a concern. It's a concern. I will say too, <laughs> and don't come after me, but like at least we're finishing these products, right? Versus like there's like so many big full-size products that we buy that we don't. So in that sense, it is a little bit more sustainable. Totally. I, I agree with you on that. I would rather be able to finish a product and be like, oh, I couldn't get through this. Or like, mm -hmm. the fact is, is right now, I think that there is consumerism overload. And so you're constantly being fed things and you do want to try new things and see how it works for your skin or for your makeup application or whatever. Like we think about like ways that we can be more sustainable in beauty it doesn't always necessarily mean like recyclable packaging, refillable, having things in, in glass, you know, packaging. We know those are ways forward, but not all of them are actually more sustainable than the other. Another way to be more sustainable is to finish a product that you buy. <laughs> you know, totally it's unsustainable to buy things, lots and lots of beauty products and not finish them. So like one would argue that this is a way to do that. Totally. I agree with you. Is it perfect? No, it's not perfect. Not, nothing is perfect in this world, but I thought this was an interesting quote. So it says, consumers and influencers are willing to call out instances where they've seen brands size down without pricing accordingly. Milk makeup, for example, was the subject of widespread discussion earlier this year when TikTok influencers and beauty redditors discovered that its full-size blush and contour sticks had shrunk. Quote, these contour sticks got five times smaller and no cheaper, said influencer Rachel Wiseman in a March 2023 TikTok video about milk makeup's decision to change its container sizes from one ounce to a point two one ounces calculating that the price of the smaller item was about 500% more per ounce. She then expressed skepticism at the brand's explanation of the smaller sizing, precise application, and travel convenience on its direct-to-consumer site. We talked about this. We talked about the fact that they got smaller and that I actually liked that they were smaller because those bigger tubes, I could never get through them. Too big. It's way too big. And I like the small, it, like you can get in there a lot more, you know, I use these every single day now. The blushes, the contour, the highlight, I use them every single day now. But they're right. If you're going to get less, then you need to price that accordingly. Oh my God, are you fucking kidding me? Okay, I'm sorry. These are $24. The mini ones? The new mini ones, the 0.21 ounces or six grams <gasps> that are literally this big are $24. Oh my gosh. That is absurd. I love them, but that needs to be a $12 max. Yeah, that's an under 20. No, it needs to be like at least <laughs> half. It's it's more than half as small. You know what I mean? Like that thing is so tiny. $24 is egregious in my opinion. And you know what? I'm going to call out Sephora and Ulta. This is definitely, I don't know if this is like how pricing happens at these retailers, but when you're in line at trying to check out and you see all those little minis, some of these products are so expensive for the small amount that you're getting. I'm always like, oh, this is so cute. I would love. And then I'm like, are you joking me? I might as well go buy the big size of it and call it a day. Right. And then make just buy containers and like make your own little mini versions. Like, what are we doing here, people? Which if I'm going to pay $30 for a whatever makeup product in the beauty on the go line, that's like truly enough for like 10 uses. I'm going to go buy the big size. And maybe that's a tactic. Maybe that is a tactic. Glams, before we close this out, 
because my eyes are about to be swollen shut and Sarah has bronchitis. We are not making the giant Black Friday, Cyber Monday doc this year. We're not doing it. I'm just going to give you some full disclosure about my email. My email is at its brim. So I've been deleting any emails I've received about Cyber Monday or Black Friday in order to save space until I can get someone to fix it for me. So I don't have any of that. That means Sarah would have to do it all. And this woman has two children. So it's not happening. Also, we can link to like our favorite website. Refinery has a lovely list that you can consult. Go to Refinery. Go to Refinery. We'll link out to like other places who have done the hard work for us. When I was in Paris, I was like taking video of photos and then it was like, your storage is full. And I was like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? I have like the phone with the biggest storage. I have the iCloud. I also have two children whose lives I would like to document nonstop. Do I have to get a phone for each of them? What's a girl to do? Sarah, I literally just went through this. Not only did my email have this problem, but then my phone said no storage. I'm like, what do you mean? I had no iCloud storage, no phone storage. I have since learned, well, I deleted a lot of stuff. The amount of screenshots I had on my phone was like insane. I went to screenshots immediately and I was like, why do I have so many screenshots? I also had like a lot of duplicates that I was like, this is weird. I don't know where this came from. But Apple just upped the cloud storage. You can buy like six terabytes of cloud storage for $30 a month, which is what I have to start doing. I know. I know. I know. $30 a month. I know. So that's where we're at. That's where we're at. So just know I bought a second phone. Yeah. Because I thought that that was the right thing to do. And then I learned that was actually the dumbest thing ever. And I needed to return it back to Apple. So there we go. I don't necessarily like need all of it on my phone at all times. I just wanted to make, I want to make sure it's there. But at the same time, oh God. Okay. I have to do that. Wow. Take all my money, Apple. Now that we have ended our rant about storage, it is Thanksgiving. It is the, we're hitting the end of the year, y'all. We're going to have the Los Angeles Awards voting session happening again soon. So stay out for that. But as the only episode this week, because we're not posting anything on Black Friday. Sarah, what are you thankful for? Oh, my goodness. I'm thankful for so much. I'm thankful for you. Number one, first and foremost. When I say <laughs> my prayers at night. Not Matt. Not not the kids. Not Ollie. Not the children. Kirby Johnson. I mean it. <laughs> Los Angeles would not exist without you. I'm so very grateful. I can't believe we've been doing this for so long in partnership. So I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful, even though I sound like a smoker, I'm grateful for my good, my health, the health of all my family. And I'm so grateful, honestly, that we like get to do this for a living. It's just sometimes like we get to like go to Paris and have dinner with fabulous, wonderfully inspiring people and talk about makeup. And so grateful for our listeners, of course, who allow us to be able to do that. I agree. I'm also very grateful and thankful for you, my little baby Sarah Jessica Tan, who lights up my life. Kirby, I saw her, I saw her this morning and she said, I was thinking about you giving me a Christmas present and I started crying. And I was like, what? She's like, I haven't given you a Christmas present yet. And I'm like, I know, but I was just thinking about you giving me a certain gift. And I started crying, thinking about how thoughtful you are. And she's like, but I didn't give you the gift. Like, what did I give you? Whatever. You, I can't tell you because I don't want you. I want, it, I want whatever you give me to be a surprise. I'm very grateful for my f- family. 
and their good health, my friends. I'm obviously very grateful for Patrick Muldowney and Quinnifer Aniston, the lights of my life as well. And all of these loyal listeners for sending us funny DMs and like just being a general joy. And we hope that you have a very happy, safe, and delicious Thanksgiving. And if you do shop Black Friday, Cyber Monday, beauty, tell us what you're buying. I want to know. Call the hotline, text the hotline, let us know. You were like saving all year to buy. What was your strategy? Tell us. Is it the Dyson? Is everyone just buying Dyson Air Apps somehow? We want to know. Thank you everyone for listening this week. We will be back on Friday with another great guest interview. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify so you don't miss any breaking beauty news or product reviews. And if you want to support us, be sure to follow us at Gloss Angeles Pod on all platforms and join our Facebook group. Plus, find every product we recommend on our website, glossangelespod.com, as well as links to the stories and news we report each week. You can follow us, your hosts. I'm Sarah Tan, that's S-A-R-A-T-A-N, on all social platforms. And I'm Kirby Johnson, K-I-R-B-I-E, on all social platforms. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.